Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 2, with your host, Ken Finesse Media, and co-host, Treat a Millionaire. As the hosts gather their show notes and stage the studio for their next guest, sit back, sit back, turn up your volume, and get ready for something brand new. Coming to you straight live with another episode of the Next Media Podcast. I got my co-host, Teresa Millionaire in the building, man. Teresa, what's the deal, man? Another episode back for the people. What's up? What's up? What's up? You already know who it is. It's your girl, Teresa Millionaire. Thank you for listening to Finesse Media Podcast. This episode is brought... We thank you for listening. Let's turn it, it's a good episode, man. How you been, man? Coronavirus. Man, I'm doing good. Doing good, doing good. As uh, the saying goes, same shit, different toilets. Right. This coronavirus is still taking over. Oh, man. Listen, I, I keep saying the coronavirus canceling <laughs> everything except for student loans. I mean, if you gonna cancel all this other shit, cancel these student loans too, okay? Man, and medical real, bills, people got those too. I mean, if you gonna be canceling, first of all, Google told everybody, don't come to work, work from home. I knew it was serious then. Then they done canceled the NBA because I guess I don't know what athlete had it, but they said he went around touching every damn thing <laughs> and then tested positive for coronavirus. I was telling. One of my homegirls, I said he probably was playing because he probably was sneezing and sniffling and shit, <laughs> and everybody was looking at him yep. crazy, and so he mm. probably went around playing like, yeah, yeah, if I got it, I'm gonna give it to you too. Ooh, ooh, I'm touching you, I'm touching you. You know people that do shit like that, and then he fucked around and actually had it. It's so crazy, um, man. Crazy it NBA so canceled, Big Twelve. We had games going on here in Kansas City. It's Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. It's a that's huge here. That's huge here. I had planned on going down, watching the game, sipping a couple beers. Shit, not happening now. They got the games going on, but no fans, no nobody. It's just going to be an empty arena with the basketball players playing the game. I'm like, damn, are they at least going to let the media in there to record it or some shit? Right. You saw LeBron say he wasn't even doing it if the, you know, if the folks wanted to think. So that's, that's interesting, too. Hold on, you cut out. Bring it right back. What'd you say? Yeah. LeBron said what? LeBron not doing it. He LeBron not doing what? He not doing it. He not been out there playing, you know, unless the fans are there. Yeah. Damn, I yeah, man. So super Damn, crazy. This is crazy. I know mm-hmm. flights is uh cheap as hell. I got a, a interview for a job in Abu Dhabi next week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You crazy, you crazy man. But 
But man, this is a great episode Once again on Finesse Media Podcast Each and every week we bring our listeners uh, People that's finessing the game, man And so this episode is none other uh, than, again, the episode before Another finesse, man This episode, man, we got some good people, man Who I can't wait to speak with And talk to them about, you know, their business Brunchaholics, man Can't wait to bring them on, man Man, listen, I seen that picture you sent and I was uh-huh. like, damn, is that catfish in there? And chicken? <laughs> I'm like, damn, I think I would try that. That's some that's some fat shit there. Man. Somebody was like, there's too shit. many greens in there. I said, shut up. Shit, you don't need that type of energy around you. I don't no. need that type of energy. That's a hater. <laughs> <laughs> you got to no, watch out for them green. type of people. Yeah. It's good, though, man. The lines it's are good. long. Um, you can catch them at Dallas Farmer's Market uh, with the full menu. But uh, that piece mm. that you saw me post was something big uh, that I so think they got really... other burritos like oh, my that. God. We're going to talk to them. We're going to well other mm. burritos that other burritos, but also a full menu, dude. So black owned business mm. right here in Dallas, Texas. So I can't wait we to see with a bunch of holidays in the minute yeah. of this episode of Finesse Media Podcast. And as always on Finesse Media Podcast, you check us out on Facebook with Finesse Media LLC and check us out on Instagram at Finesse Media and also on Twitter. That's at underscore Finesse Media. Hit us up. Let us know, man, what we're doing, who you want us to see or spotlight. Because, again, we always spotlight and finesse us. And then also each and every episode on Finesse Media, we bring HBCUs to our spotlight. So this HBCU of the week hey, is hey. Yay, we'll be coming up a little bit later in this episode, so I can't wait. Hit us up if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted. Finesse Media Podcast at gmail.com. Man, I cannot tell you how much our proud uh, alumni of uh, HBCU. So, HBCUs, man, we got to continue to support. Trees, what's that we shirt you wearing? You know, I'm always asking what shirt you're wearing. You low key advertising. Stuff. You said what? That shirt. I like it. It said New this, is on. Uh, I got this New, one in New, New York. Um, what oh, is New it? York. It says, yeah, it says New York made in the five boroughs. Um, so this shirt came from a place. What is that place called? Uh, Primark. So it's this clothing store. I'm going to give y'all some free pub. Not that they need it. But it's called Primark, and it's from over in Europe, right? They don't have um a lot of places. They do not have an online store. It is strictly you have to go there and buy their clothes. Now, you cannot find them um in small cities. They're only in big cities. So you could find them. Uh, let's say in New York has one. Um, I believe like New Hampshire has one. I don't know. It's it's a bunch of places that have them. But that being said, the type of clothes. So let's say it's kind of like a Forever 22 and H&M mixed together. Okay. Um, extremely cute clothing. Kids all the way up to adults. All sizes. Um, extra, just cute, cute stuff, cute stuff. And when I tell you it is for the low, it is for the low. Um, you can mm. literally go in there and get an entire wardrobe. 
for the low. So let me see if I can find where some locations are for Primark. Check so, them out, man. We always want to support any business, and uh, that's what we're doing. Why well, trees pull that up, man? We always spotlighting businesses. So, uh, again, if you your business to be spotlighted on this episode or any episode, I should say, hit us up also at finesse media podcast at gmail.com. We're, you know, always spotlighting people that's doing their thing, but we can't see it all because we know it's happening. So hit us up. Let us know about your cousin, your friend, who you want us to spotlight. Also, we have sponsorship packages as well. So hit us up finesse media podcast at gmail.com there again. Uh, if you want to be uh, a sponsor uh, for the season or for an episode, man. So that's what's up. Trish, you found who they are? Yes. So they have several U.S. locations, um, including, it says, the Downtown Crossing, wherever that is, uh, Boston King of Prusa Mall and Willow Grove Mall in Pennsylvania, Freehold Raceway Mall in New Jersey. Okay, Fair Mall um, in Danbury, Connecticut. That's the one I went to. It's an excellent one. Um, mm. South Shore Braintree and Burlington Mall in Massachusetts. I've been to that one as well. And Staten Island Mall and Queens, Queen, Kings, excuse me, Plaza Shopping Center in New York. So predominantly East Coast, it looks like. Um, but like I said, it's like a Forever 21 and an H&M mixed together. And they're huge. And they have like, I bought a whole summer wardrobe out of there. That's like it's up. such a, it's such a clutch place. Like when, um, one of my tra- uh, coworkers, when we're traveling, if we hit a state and it's like Primark there, she'll be like, I'm finna cash app you some money. Pick me out some right. outfits. And it's like not even a like I don't know if I like it. Just pick me out some stuff. Because <laughs> if, if you don't like it, somebody next to you's gonna like it. Like really. Yeah, that's a dope it's a that's pretty a cool place. A dope, yeah, that's a dope shirt. So I wanted to know who that uh you know, who that apparel is designed by. But y'all man, it's about time. This episode again, Finesse Media Podcast, man. We got a great guest on Right here in Dallas, Texas, we got a business brunch of Hollis who we can't wait to speak with. We're going to take a little break from our sponsors and be with our guests of this episode. One moment. Thank you for listening to Finesse Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Latrice Murray Views. Quality photography that won't break the bank. Contact Latrice Murray Views Photography today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com. To book your photo shoot today. Welcome back. Another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. I got my co-host, Teresa Millionaire, in the building, man. It's going down this episode, man. Teresa, you ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? ready, As my little two-year-old said, I'm ready, spaghetti. I'm ready, spaghetti. (laughs) And your two-year-old got a great way of segueing segwaying us into our special guest of this episode. When you talk about spaghetti, you're talking about food. When you're talking about food, you're talking about good food. When you're talking about soul food, you better be talking about the brunch of holics here in Dallas, Texas, man. Thank We're going to yeah. bring them on to our finesse. Some noise for brunch of holics, man. What's up, man? Jesse Washington. What's going on? Man, what's up, bro? I'm doing good, man. I thank you again for joining us on this episode of Finesse Media, man. As I mentioned, not sure if you're in the queue or called in, Jesse, but each and every episode we talk about uh, people that's finessing the game, brother. 
And whether that be a person or a, a, a huge business, we pull the coattails of those folks and say, hey, we need to be having you on our episode, on our platform to be spotlighted, man. So, brother, thank you so much for joining us on podcast, man. And let's talk about your business. I'm not a problem. Brunchaholics. So, Brunchaholics, man, I, I let you, I've been teasing, you know, my social media and teasing my uh, co-host, Teresa Billionaire, about the, you know, about your business, Brunchaholics. Tell me about Brunchaholics. Let the listeners know, um, you know, where did Brunchaholics get its start and where did that name originate from? We'll unpack all that menu stuff. We want them to know the name of your business, Brunchaholics, where did that start and, uh, you know, what gave you that inspiration to give it that name? Uh, well, uh, mostly it started out as a, a food blog at first. So I, I used to go brunching in different places, and uh, it was just a big brunch blog that I had. And um, as I got more serious about my food and my cooking and everything, I, I decided to combine the two. And really, it just kind of took over and, and became its own thing. Uh, and a bunch of holics, just like um, my tagline is where addiction is encouraged. You know, like alcoholics, you know, they're going to be addicted to alcohol, basically, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, brunch hall is just a play on words for addiction, addicted to brunch, addicted to my food. Basically, letting you know that one, my food is good. You're going to want to come back, and so it just kind of all works, works into that, uh, pretty much. So I started yeah, that around and- 2015, and then I started the cooking portion of it in 2017, and I've been at the farmers market since 2018. And so since then, everything's really just taken off for of me. Yeah. It has, man. I'm telling you. That's amazing. So where did cooking come from? Were you in the kitchen with your mom or your grandma, your big mama, or is it something that you just kind of picked up on your own? What got you to start cooking? Uh, Basically, just been, like you said, man, in the kitchen with my mom, my grandma. Uh, my dad was real big on the grill, you know, always smoking and grilling stuff. So I grew up all the time always eating, you know, cooking, and we used to always have events and stuff, so... This is really just an extension of really who I am. Mm. Okay, okay. Now let's let let's get to the nitty gritty, okay? Because I like food. <laughs> we got to get to it. What's your best dish that you cook there? Oh, uh, my most popular dish is definitely the soul food burrito for sure. Uh, my second popular dish is what I'm gonna have this weekend: is my crawfish grilled cheese with a uh, tomato basil soup. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Thank you. Did you say a crawfish grilled cheese? Yeah, crawfish grilled cheese with tomato basil soup. I put some cheddar and mm. some gruyere on there. Mm. Um, some fontina. And then we grill that up mm. nice with some butter sacrificial bread. And then uh, the, the key of it, too, is to dip it in your tomato basil soup. Yes. So it acts extra and that's crunch. what I was, like, was going to say, Jesse. Uh, to Therese, really. I've, I've had that dish. Uh, my and wife, who... Yeah, listen. What he said about the soup, the tomato soup, you can literally drink it. It's almost two meals in one because you don't have to eat <laughs> the, the, the... If you're not, like, a crawfishy person because some people don't yeah, like I the, love the taste... Of the, I love it, too. But if you don't yeah. necessarily want that, damn, the soup itself is so heartening and just fulfilling itself because I was able... I got, my wife got it. I was digging the soup. My kid was, too. Um uh, mm. yeah... Kids to eat, especially tomatoes. You know, kids don't be. They do not fool with no peppers, no onions, no tomatoes. They want chicken nuggets. Okay, you have to force force feed them 
to kind of expand their palate so they can like some other stuff. So, for those of us that don't know what a soul food burrito is, go on, go on and tell us, what is the soul food burrito? All right, so the soul food burrito is uh, fried catfish, uh, mac and cheese, and greens. And you, I wrap it inside a jalapeno cheddar wrap, and then I serve it with hot sauce on the side. Man, my, my God, my God. And what gave the inspiration for that? Because it's, I mean, it's a dish where people had those things on the plate, but to have it wrapped, I mean, literally, just doing that changed the game. Was that shocking to you at all once you created that meal, uh, Jesse? That people responded was, the mean, way they was, did? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's funny because when I created it, I, yeah, I really just made it for some of the posts on Instagram. I never planned to sell it. Um, I just was trying to get my Instagram uh, popping, you know. So I was like, man, let me think of something different. Well. And I've always loved it fried fish like we always grew up having fish fries and stuff so yes lord i love fish so um but then it's like the mac and cheese and greens that came from from me just craving some thanksgiving food one day and i like when the the, the juice from the greens hits the mac mm. i don't know that's i just like that combination so Whoa. i was at the house and i was like man what if i just put all these together and and i was like man how can i make sure that i get that you know the greens and mac and cheese i was interacting i was like what if i just put it in a burrito so I just kind of came up with it, like, on a whim. So I went to the store, bought the stuff, came home, made it. And uh, when I started at the farmer's market, people was coming for, like, two, three weeks. Like, hey, man, you got that burrito? You got that burrito? And I was like, nah, man, I just made that for Instagram. I'm not going to sell that. They're like, oh, man, I really want to try that. <laughs> I'm glad it kept, you did. It kept happening. Yeah, it right. kept happening. So I was like, man, let me, let me just try making this one time. And then it took off. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. Oh, well, That's what you call. Wait a minute. Now, go on and talk dirty to me for a second. What kind of greens you got in that burrito there? Uh, I usually use collard greens, but uh, I do a mix sometimes, too, with the mustard and turnip. And then uh, just it really depends on what's, what I got available at the time, to be honest. But uh, I use smoked turkey in them instead of ham. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, I, I do them pretty good. I do them pretty good. You know, that's what the people say. So <laughs> Pressure, pressure, pressure. So tell us about your menu. So if it was someone that was new, you know, or just never went to your restaurant in the farmer's market, um, just give us a few items off your menu that you would say, okay, definitely try this and definitely try that outside of the two that you mentioned. Um, I mean, I mean, you can't go wrong. And and the thing is, too, I have a different menu every weekend, so I don't really sell the same thing or have expensive items. I usually sell one or two items different items each weekend um so i know i mentioned the other two uh other things available i have is uh, my blackened salmon blt and i serve that with like herbed uh sweet potato fries um i got uh i do a really nice burger i haven't sold that in a while i might need to bring that back then i have a my, like what i'm doing sunday i have a pop-up on sunday i'm doing chicken and waffles and chicken and french toast Ooh, now that's and, one um, of my favorites chicken yeah, and waffles it, that's that's one of my favorites what kind of waffle are you tr- doing? Just a traditional? Or are you doing gonna... a regular? Yeah, like mm-hmm. a re- regular vanilla buttermilk waffle. But that's then I'm, not regular. Uh, I'm about that's to... not regular. People don't even that's know to put that little vanilla in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, people just be making the batter out the box and then throwing it in the waffle maker. Right. You, 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 you know, people uh, you gotta, don't do that. You got to put something on it. You know, make it make it a little go. more memorable. So that's that's what I try to do with most of my items. I just try to. It's things that I personally enjoy. But it's like I want to put my twist on it or something different. So, like, also what I'm practicing today, actually, 
because if it works out, I probably sell it. I'm gonna do a jalapeno cornbread waffle, and then I'm gonna make some Ooh. syrup. But I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna infuse Fireball in the syrup, and then that way it'll be like a little spicy what? chicken or whatever you have. Like chicken. cinnamon so jalapeno. Mm-hmm. Man, this shit sounds amazing. The Fireball will give you that little cinnamon heat. Yeah, that little, the, that little cinnamon, that little yeah, spice. Yeah, and that the, that's excellent. I'm I'm picturing it in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to come have a taste testing down there when uh we come when I come to Dallas for our launch party. I'll definitely be swinging past. Now oh, what yeah, do I'm you okay. have? Yeah, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna bring and I'm gonna bring all my fat friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> some 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 ladies and men that'll be like, give me one of them, one of them, and one of them. I gotta try everything real quick. <laughs> Now, what do you have going on the horizon? Like, what do you have going? What are your plans? What What you got going on? Um, well, right now, I, I got some. Uh, I got the farmers market going. I do pop up in Uptown at this bar called Tate's on Wednesdays. I'm about to start doing them there on Sunday too. So they're trying to do this by the Sunday Sunday. Uh, it's called Southern Comfort. So I'll be starting that on Sunday, uh, this upcoming Sunday. Uh, hopefully, in the future. Uh, do more pop-ups and trying to diversify a lot more and uh, you know just do a little more events that way I can serve more items and, and showcase what all I can do um, but the ultimate goal is a restaurant uh, I hopefully hope mm-hmm. to have something this year but it's just a matter of you know funding and uh, finding a good location for a good price uh, that's the number one thing but until then it'll just be a lot more pop-ups uh, a lot more new menu items uh, you know different things because a lot of reasons I know people get mad you know, that my menu's not the same every week, but they don't realize that what I'm doing is testing out restaurant menu items. Because now at the point I've been doing this for about a year and a half at the farmer's market, I already basically built out my restaurant menu for the most part because I know what sells, I know what doesn't sell, I know what variations of what I have will sell. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, just just, just uh, scanning the market and seeing what's the best way to go. No, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. And, and Jesse, I know that when, as a business owner, you know, it takes a team. I know that, you know, we're speaking to you and, and, and you're giving us the time to, you know, give information about Brunchaholics. But uh, shout out to the team, man, because being at your at your place, I mean, sometimes I know the place open at 10 o'clock for those that's not in Dallas. It's a line at like 9 o'clock. And so you got a fantastic <laughs> team that manages that sort of crowd. So speak to me about the people that you have working with mm. you and that may be even a partner in your business. Is, or are you doing this all alone? Uh, well, I mean, I do everything all alone. I cook all the food um, and everything. I set everything up. The people who work with me at the market, uh, they essentially help me facilitate the food. But I still value them very much because I try to, you know, I try to give a family feel uh, to my business because I feel like, you know, you're working with these people, you're, you know, and you're, you're in hand in hand with them. And, and not only do you have to be, you know, firm and stern with them as far as running a business, but that doesn't mean you have to be, you know, an asshole or mm-hmm. you have to treat them like this or talk down to them. So I, I try to treat them like family. Um, uh, my number one guy, Cobbler Gobbler, uh, Don Carter, uh, is a good dude. He, he does all the desserts. I'm not a big dessert person. I don't really eat sweets like that, so it's not really a priority for me. But he came to me about a year ago and was like, hey, I think our, our stuff could mesh well. He dropped off a pan of uh, peach cobbler. My mom happened to be in town, so I let her be the taste tester. She said it was off the chain. <laughs> Everybody said it was good, so I just let him come sell his cobblers at the market, and in return, he helps me run the front. 
So if you guys have ever come to the market um, and you see the other guy there with the cobbler gobbler hat on or whatever, he, that's him. And so I, he basically runs the front for me as well as selling his, uh, his, his cobblers, which one helps people get a you know their sweet fix and it helps me be able to make sure that the most important thing the food is is, is the standard i need it to be and then i have my uh right now i have working for me my cousin uh he, he comes and helps me out and then uh my homegirl desi she's a she's a trained chef uh, and she's a beast man like uh a lot shout of out to like desi let yeah. your girl desi know she's on our radar i'm checking that out she's a <laughs> chef i know her and i think when i actually just came last sunday and I first time saw her, and then I saw someone kind of retweet who she was, and I've been checking her out. Let her know she's on our finesse radar. She's finessing the game in her own way as well. So I see the hey, partnership. Hey. It, it's looking real good, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So she's a she's a great help, and she's a she's a beast, man. Her plate is, is crazy. Like I mm-hmm. feel like I can cook, but my plate, I feel like it's not. It's probably my weak, my you know my my, my weakness. But her plate, I love having her there because she gonna make it look good. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I, I I just appreciate her and she's reliable. She's a hard worker, you know. Uh, so I just really appreciate her too. And then um, some people they're not working with me right now, but last summer, uh, my boys Ryan and Simeon, they're they're teachers at Pinkston High School. Uh, but when 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 their basketball season ended, they were out for the summer. They were there with me every every weekend, helped me, you know, set up, break down, cooking everything. You know, they did everything with me. So I, I truly appreciate them, like from the bottom of my heart, because uh, they they helped a lot, especially with the type of booming success I had last summer. They were there for all of that, so I, I truly appreciate them. Absolutely, and having a strong team that supports your vision, that's so important. And collaboration is important as well, collaborating with the right person. So, like you said, you got with the cobbler gobbler guy, you're like, hey, dessert's not my thing. I'm not worried about desserts. But, hey, the person whose desserts are his thing, you collaborated with him. And in return, that just helps expand both of you guys' demographic, both of you guys' mm-hmm. customer base. So that's an amazing thing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, now, when definitely. it comes to your restaurant that you're planning to do, give us a vision, you know, of what that is going to look like for you. Um, is it going to be full menu, appetizer, main course, desserts, um, alcoholic beverages? Like, give us a, a little insight into what your restaurant will be like. Um, I mean, right now, what I'm I'm looking at is I just really want it to be a real cool vibe. I know a lot of people like the, you know, the super turn up or everyone here and it's, and it's loud. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really about that. I want I want people to come get a good meal, good food, and have a good time. You know, we have the drinks, get the mimosas. If they want a different drink, they can have that. Um, you know, just fellowship in. In a, in a cool environment with some amazing food. Um, I do plan to have some appetizers, the main courses. Everything will basically be brunch based and basically will be a, a, a thing selected from that I've sold at the farmer's market. There's also some things I haven't made at the farmer's market due to the constraints of the space and the equipment I would need. Those things will be on the menu. Um, so there'll be a nice couple of surprises. Right now, I'm just trying to figure out. Um, you know, do I want to be open for dinner or just lunch and certain things and what time do I want to be open and how I want to do that during the week. Obviously, on the weekend, we're going to have all-day brunch. Right now, I'm thinking like at least like 11 to 7 on Saturday and Sunday because I get, I don't know about y'all, but I get annoyed when I go to these places and they're like, oh yeah, brunch ends at 3. And I'm like, why? 
You know, I want my stuff to go all day and people to have a good time. What I'm trying to figure out now is just the Monday through Friday of it um, and, and figuring out, you know, like I said, do I want to do lunch? Do I want to do dinner? Um, do I even want to be open every day? Uh, personally, I feel like a lot of businesses a lot lose money because they feel the need to be open every day and your demand isn't there every day. So it's like, That's I, true. I, you know, how many times you've been to a restaurant on like a Tuesday at three and it's empty. It's you and the workers in there, you know, like. I feel like that's a waste mm-hmm. of money. So, um, you know, just, just utilizing that, things I've learned in the industry, things I've picked up on from other successful restaurateurs, um, you know, things of that nature. Uh, a big a big one I, I, I uh, appreciate and look up to is like Breakfast Club in Houston. I feel like what they yeah. do is very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, everyone, they're, they're, they're booming because people know they can only get that food from this time to this time, you know, mm-hmm. they can only get this, food at, you know, if, uh, from, from, I think it's like seven or eight to like 3 PM. Yeah, it's a weird time. It's a very weird time. Yeah. I was in yeah. Houston, uh, early part of, of last year and it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was leaving a, a spot and uh, a fraternity convention up there and I was leaving um, a spot and I was like, wow, it's 2 o'clock, what to eat? And the breakfast club, I think, had just opened like at 2 a.m. I'm like, damn, that's an odd time, but it was convenient. <laughs> it was hella Very convenient. convenient. Yeah, so now, I haven't to been to the breakfast well. club uh, in Houston, but I have been to the breakfast club in Atlanta. And amazing, amazing food. Amazing food. They have those odd hours as well. The one thing that well, I, I think, can remember... I the one in Atlanta, I think the, the the guy he only owns the one in Houston. So the one in Atlanta is something different. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because they have one in um, Atlanta that's delicious as well. Very good, okay. and it's it's the same type of too. yeah, it's the same type of like thing. Um, it's only open like on weekends, I believe, like maybe Saturday and Sunday. Um, all breakfast menu, but one thing that I really did like. Um, because I have some friends that don't eat pork at all. So breakfast mm-hmm. usually is hard for people who don't eat pork because it's always pork sausage link, pork bacon, pork uh, sausage patties. There's never, right. you know, a lot of choices. And then a lot of times if you get the turkey bacon, it's rubbery or it's not crisp. Yeah, like nobody wants that shit. Pork bacon. <laughs> nobody wants nobody that wants shit. Nobody wants that. Mm-mm. They do bacon, um, turkey bacon, excellent down there. That's the one thing that's out. And they had some uh, French yeah. toast, and that shit they was just delectable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, delectable. Yeah, we love mm-hmm. food. We definitely love food, Jesse, man. So, <laughs> and I want to talk about Jesse as we're, we're we're talking about the business, and you're starting, you know, and, and that vision of the business. But now, currently, and since you've been in Dallas uh, at the farmers market and partnering up with other local businesses, as you mentioned. How is it being a black-owned business in Dallas? I mean, it's been uh, it's been pretty great. Um, personally, I, I mean, a, a lot of it was uh, me moving to Dallas and everything. Because I'm not from here, mostly from Houston. It was a lot of strategy. Um, I went to Texas Tech, so a lot of people went to school and live out here. So I figured if I move here and get everything going, it's like a built-in support system, and it, and it you know it ended up working. Um, in addition to just being a black business out here, it's really great because a lot of people not only want to support black business, but a lot of people want to write about it and, and, and show off that, oh, this black business is serving up great food and they're doing a good thing. I've been posting a lot of articles. I've been in Dallas Observer a few times. I've been in uh, D Magazine. I've been in um, Dallas Morning News. 
So That's it's just, right. You know, it's very fake, and and, and, it, and it's really just dope to see you know your vision come to life and your dream, uh, you know, unfolding in front of you. So I'm just you know thankful for the support, you know, because there's a lot of people that come up and they're like, yeah, man, I just see you a black man doing your thing. I just want to support you. And I just think that's a beautiful thing, and it's, you know, something our people can continue to do, you know, with this, this type of uh, uniformity that we're, that we're, you know, trending towards. And I think it's a, it's a great thing. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how it looks in the future. Absolutely. I think we're trending, man. Black excellence. We, again, on Finesse Media, man, we spotlight people who finesse in the game, man. So far, they all been of our, you know, uh, same hue. So shout out to, you know, the entrepreneurs. <laughs> Uh, that's inspired by the people that we bring on, man. But more importantly, by this brother, Jesse Washington, man. I think what you're doing uh, is impactful to the Dallas-Fort Worth market. Uh, it certainly sparked the interest in myself when I when I first tried, uh, you know, your, your your food down at the Dallas market a year ago. And my Finesse Media Podcast hadn't relaunched yet. And I just said to myself, if I ever get an opportunity to bring my podcast back, He's definitely going to be one of the folks that I want to bring on and talk to. Because, you know, you're out there doing business. I don't want to, you know, kind of look at people and interview folks and kind of brainstorm there. But I said, man, if I get this platform back up and rolling, man, I promise you, Bruncherholics will have a platform to talk about their business. And having said that, man, this is not the only time we want you to, you know, come on and, and talk about it. So when you got new stuff, Jesse... Uh, or just mm-hmm. if we can just continue to spotlight you, man. We want to have you back on this podcast, man, because I want to oh, continue to support that. everything that you got going on, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. I'm, um, you know, I'll keep you abreast of everything I got going on, and any other time you guys have some openings or just want to catch up, definitely let me know, man. Really enjoyed speaking with y'all. It's dope, man. And I was listening to the show a little earlier too. I really like it, man. I like y'all. You know, you're very upfront, that, honest. <laughs> yeah. Thank like you. That. Thank you. That's what's up, man. But, Jesse, before you get out of here, man, make sure people who not in Dallas or that's in Dallas want to follow your page, follow and support the business, man. Let us know and let, them, let our listeners know how they can do it. Oh, definitely, man. Um, you guys can follow me at Brunchaholic on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, I post most of my updates there. I also have my website, www.brunchaholics.com. Uh, you can go on there to see any other updates. I have some recipes on there as well. Not too many, but I need to update them. <laughs> I also have, uh, you know, gear, uh, shirts, hats, you know what I'm saying, uh, hoodies, all types of stuff. I'm about to come up with some tank tops since the weather's finally changing for us. So uh, any, any, you want to get your hands on any of that, uh, definitely come out there. I'm at the Farmer's Market this Saturday. I'll, I'll be at Tate's on Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, so, you know, whenever you guys get a time to come out and, 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 and check it out, I'd I love to, you know, serve all of you. So I, I appreciate it. Definitely. Now, before you go, you said on Sundays and Wednesdays you're located um, somewhere. If you have it, can you go ahead and give the address so everyone can come out and yes. see you? It's, uh, yes, it's called Tate's Uptown. Uh, it's in Uptown Dallas. It's a bar. Uh, the address is 2723 McKinney. Um, and then so you, you'll see it. It's like a little patio bar. I'm usually a set up on the patio, but they have an inside. Um, on, on Wednesday, they have a half-off whiskey all night, and on Sunday, we have $40 mimosa towers. So um, if you want to come out, I think that's about three liters, if I'm not mistaken, they said three liters of champagne. So it's not mm-hmm. too bad, not too shabby. No. Not too shabby at all. And go ahead and give us that address you're located at at the farmer's market so people can definitely come see you. Yes, yeah, so it's the farmer's market. It's called The Shed. 
basically there's an inside part of the farmer's market and there's an outside part covered by a big shed. So I'll be out there under the shed. That address is 920 South Harwood Street uh, in uh, downtown Dallas. It's right outside of Deep Bellum in downtown uh, right there. So, uh, again, that's 920 South Harwood, uh, Dallas Farmer's Market. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Um, Thank you for coming on the show and looking forward to me personally coming and eating some of your food. I'm going to have to try a few things. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bring bring a little crew with me. (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, man, y'all been listening to Finesse Media Podcast. And again, we had another finesse. So, Jesse, you have been finessed by Finesse Media, man. Thank you so much for coming on, Jesse, man. And nothing but Godspeed and blessings to your business, bro. Most definitely. Thank you all for having me. Most most definitely, man. What a good episode, man, it was. And what a good guest, Trees, having one of – look, we foodies. <laughs> look, we'll eat all day. And so to all have day. A, look, to have a chef uh, certified uh-huh. on, the, on this episode, he's our first chef. Uh, you he know, is. So, yeah, he's yeah. our first chef. He's our first I chef. I can't wait till this episode go live. So if you're checking us out, man, make sure you hit that follow button or subscribe button. We're located on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, anywhere you can stream podcasts. You're listening to us, so make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. And each and every week, we shout out our HBCUs, man. So if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted on Finesse Media Podcast, hit us up, Finesse Media Podcast at gmail.com. Let's get into our HBCU of the week, baby. Historically black colleges and universities commonly called HBCUs are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week. So our HBCU of the Week is Southern University and A&M College, also known as Southern University or SU. It is a public historically black university in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It is the largest HBCU in Louisiana and a member school of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund and the flagship institution of the Southern University System. Its campus encompasses 512 acres with an agricultural experimental station on an additional 372 acre site, five miles north of the main campus on Scott Bluff overlooking the Mississippi River in the northern section of Baton Rouge. At the 1879 Louisiana State Constitutional Convention, African-American political leaders PBS Pinback, Theophile T. Alling, and Henry DeMoss proposed founding a higher education institution for the education of persons of color. Louisiana, before the American Civil War, had an established class of free people of color, who were often property owners and educated. They kept that tradition for their children. In March 1880, at 9.45 a.m., the Louisiana General Assembly chartered what was then called Southern College, originally located in New Orleans. Southern opened its doors on March 7, 1881, with 12 students. The school was held for a time at the former Israel Sinai Temple on Calopee, 
or Calope, please don't kill me, people from Louisiana Street between St. Charles and Camp Street. In 1890, the legislator designated Southern as an land-grant college for blacks in order to continue to satisfy federal requirements under the land-grant program to support higher education for all students in the state, despite having a segregated system. It established an agricultural and mechanical department. Ladies and gentlemen, our HBCU of the Week, Southern University. Shout out to Southern University. Man, I love right. that campus as well. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's one I'm a, going to. I have a few to. friends that go to Southern. They they will be S U S S S S S S U. That's two. Listen, they're two of my favorites. Shout out to uh, Southern the South Af- Athletic Conference. Uh, they're members of our same conference, so I always give love to all of our HBCUs within that conference. Uh, but my two, I was going to say, favorite schools. I'll be honest, is of that conference. Number one, Pine Bluff. No, everyone knows that. That's biased. But Absolutely. outside of my university, our alma mater, I would say Jackson State and Southern is probably my two yes. most favorite, and that's because all of it. You know the the academics um, that that school uh, really no famu with hell, huh? No famu. Oh, well, I love. I say in our conference in the South West in our Athletic conference. conference, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. within that conference. Yeah, that many. I mean, I'm not for nothing. Howard may stand above UAPB when it takes its rims out of the Southwest Athletic Conference uh, arena. But no, shout out to Southern man. I love the band program down there. I love how how they're really dedicated particularly in the band of making sure that their alumni are reemployed or employed there uh, and keeping that residual and keeping that uh, retention of great students and musicians. So I love Southern University. Shout out to y'all, Absolutely. man. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My band director went to Southern. Give him a sh- shout out. Everybody in Louisiana knows him. Mr. Norvin Daniels. Everybody okay. knows him. He's now applied uh, Woods Woodwinds teacher on the campus of Southern if he hasn't retired because I know he retired probably from high school band director probably about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and then he moved back to Louisiana and was an applied instructor so shout out to my old band director high school band director Southern alum Mr. Yeah. Norman Daniels <laughs> That's what's up, man. But look, man, it's been a good episode again. Finesse Media Podcast. Each and every week, we bring finesse. That's finesse in the game. Jesse Washington, man, Bruncheaholic CEO, creator, and founder, man. Support that business if you're in Dallas, Texas. If you're not in Dallas, make sure you're following that business and hit up and see what he's doing because you probably can still support the brother from afar, man. So again, Teresa, it's been Absolutely. a good episode. It's important that we support that brother and we continue to support all black businesses. I make no exception to say it's unapologetically black and I salute and support and root for everything that's black on this platform. Absolutely. You'll see that. Yeah, man. So I welcome all demographics, white, black, you know, not demographics, but all ethnicities, white, black, Asian. I welcome them all, but definitely this is a platform for the people. Uh, as my absolutely boy Moon plays people. in the background huh? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely for the people We want to see y'all man. prosper Hey as Issa Rae said I'm rooting for everybody black okay? That's what I say And That's I'm wanting everybody black to win And win big 
That's you know, up, I want us to win big. So we supporting that. Like I said, man, we'll leave you with the following uh, Finesse Media Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted. Once again, hit us up there. And make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms, man. And Treese, man, I'm going to get out of here because it's been such a great episode. I'm done. Signing out, man. I'm done. Peace. Peace. <laughs> we'll see you next week with another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 2. We out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button to be notified when new episodes are released. Also, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media pages. Instagram, we are at Finesse Media. Twitter, check us out at underscore Finesse Media. And on Facebook, Finesse Media LLC. See you next week with something brand new.